0: This is Chris Salona from Grunge Bible, joined by Ethan Shalloway of Grunge Bible on another episode of the Grunge Bible podcast because we love grunge and we don't care who knows it. Ethan, how are you today in grunge
1: world? It feels good to be here in the grunge community because um, we love grunge. We just love grunge, and today will be a really good episode because we get to talk. We get to talk about the Bible that is. Grunge, the, the Grunge Bible, <laughs> episode sixty-five. Yeah, sixty-five. Bringing it to wow. you,
0: rolling right along. We don't miss. We haven't missed, and we're not missing. No this plans week. to. No plans no. to
1: miss. Uh, we're just hitting dingers left and right, just firing them off. You know, it's smacking much, them.
0: That's all there. That's all there is to do at this point.
1: Yeah, and, uh, my uh, energy levels are high. Uh, Chris, you look like you're in a very. Uh, you look like you're very. Uh, I'm what's the what I'm looking for, incognito right yeah. now. The...
0: I'm keeping a low profile, my head's down, I'm just ready to... Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, exa-
1: you know exactly what I'm talking about. Chris is going, yeah. sunglasses on inside, he's got a mustache still, and he's going um, baseball cap uh, forwards. He's a low profile this whole time, so I, I'm having a hard time reading you right now, Chris. I have, I'm, Never uh, let him know I'm your confused. next move, Ethan. Yeah, Never we're let gonna... him know. We're gonna be having this conversation. I'm gonna be like, what is this guy th- I can't I can't really exactly. get a read on this guy. I can't get a hey, read on this guy.
0: That's grunge baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just can't get a read on him right now. It's just crazy. I usually so, can, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, man. Spirits are high, energy yeah. levels are high. We've been slamming them. We have um been. so we're just we're kind of banking a few for in preparation for some travel the next coming weeks. So um yeah I, I i love the feeling of getting ahead it feels really good so yeah i'm doing good um everything's everything's doing right on schedule How about great. you? yeah I'm, I'm
0: doing pretty well um so we are recording this on uh thursday june 9th uh it is a very nice day uh the ninth ninth day of the sixth month of the year very very important um, I'm doing well huh, 69 I'm 69 exactly <laughs> nice <laughs> the, yeah so the, we're, you know it's 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 just a nice day uh, to talk uh, to talk grunge And all things related to it. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. A little tired as normal. I've I've been sleeping like shit lately. I've just been busy and not taking care of myself. But sometimes you still have to go into work. You just put a low profile on and you just power through. And that's what I'm here to do. No ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: That's awesome. Um, So for today's episode, we are going to keep casual. We haven't done this in a while. Very nice Q&A. So we took it to the people and asked... What are your burning questions for the Grunge Bible Podcast, you know, for Chris and, he, and, and I? And uh, so we're just going to go through and be able to answer some, some some deeper ones, some lighter ones, uh, really just a mixed bag. I um, haven't looked through them completely, so we're going to get some, they're all, it's all fresh. They're, these are not premeditated answers. These are nope. on the spot. This is basically a live podcast. You guys are just getting it, uh, you know, edited afterwards, but it is live. We are live right now, Chris. So if you are live. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah,
0: you can't mess up. The pressure's on. So, my heart, my heart is in my throat right now.
1: Yeah. So before we get to that, we do want to take the time to thank our patrons. Um, without you guys, this is not possible. You've heard this every week. If you haven't joined and you have heard this every week, now is your chance. We have yeah. a $2, $5, $10 tier. Each one of them just as important as the other. Um, but the top tier do get shout outs, so that's pretty cool. Um, but it is really easy to, uh, show a little bit of support and, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We have some really good ideas that, um, we're, we're excited about. So, um, we need your support more than ever right now. So, you know, get off your lazy butt and, 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 and give us $2 yeah, seriously, basically. Let's,
0: yeah. Let's, let's get off the schneid here and actually put some elbow grease into this thing. Like we've been doing for the last 65 weeks, it's about time you join us, um, yeah, I think I think you have to. And, and speaking because it's of people, cool. at the yeah, end of the day, it's cool. it's
1: cool to be supportive. Yeah, it's
0: cool. It's cooler than most other things you could probably do in a day, um, depending on how interesting your life is. But I think it's pretty cool. And people that got the memo, got the memo early, and have gotten the memo for a long time, most of them. Are our top level Patreon supporters. Um, And as always, I would like to thank them now. So I would like to thank Sue, Nikki6, Laura Nyrene, Chris LSMS, Alex Long, Captain Hightop, Black Hole Sean, Darian Riddle. Alexis Shannon, Kayla Jean, Marianne, Sonny Mashburn, Jamie Lynn, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, our number one fan from Australia, Release, Millie, Carlene Salona, The Blue Owl, Kara K, Wayne Staley, Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Doug Endy, and Jade Mercado. So thank you to all of those individuals uh, for your continued support. And uh, like Ethan said, I think everybody else, it's, uh, it's past time to... Get up off the old keister and uh and, and join up a little bit. Help us out.
1: Like I said, why not? It's the cool why thing not? to do. All the cool kids are doing it. And it goes to a worthy cause, which is the Grunge Bible community. Um so
0: and, yeah. and even even if it's not a cool thing to do, I, I think there's something inherently liberating about just pissing away money on something that you might not even value. But if yeah. you're here, you probably value it. But I mean, yeah, hey, you, you gotta and take honestly, a chance sometimes. Yeah,
1: and honestly, if it's not a if it's not like a, a worthy cause, like we may not be, then you know just. More than merit. I mean, why not? Like you exactly. Said, you got nothing, puts, puts there's nothing left and... to
0: lose. There's nothing left to lose. Yeah,
1: I actually dare you. If you have, if you get nothing, if you get no benefit from this, I dare you to still give us a few bucks. Because, yeah, tell us. Like, tell us in the name say, that you join up as. Yeah.
0: Tell us how how much we're terrible. It'd be great. That'd be cool.
1: Uh, That'd so we be be, before cool. we get into the question and answer portion of the podcast, I do want to bring up one thing that yeah, bring came up. new new shit has come to light, and the Foo Fighters have announced. That they, they are going to play a tribute a Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, one in London and one in LA, uh September third and September twenty seventh. And Chris, this is really big news. This is like the first that was the first um news and first post that they've made. Uh, yeah. They had one from um the Hawkins family and then they posted this. So this is really important that they are gonna be back and they are gonna play two shows and I mean we have no idea what they're gonna do after this, so Right. We, ha- I mean, like we, I think we have to do everything in our power to be at one of these shows, if possible. Yeah, it would, it would certainly be because I think it's going to be really special. I would love to honor be, Taylor. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's going to be, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows what it's going to feel like in that right. venue. And if, and if we go
0: back, I believe it was in early 2019, the uh, the Chris Cornell tribute concert that they did at the Forum in Los Angeles. Um, we knew a few people who were able to make the trip to go, and uh, you know they couldn't speak highly enough about how. how special it was and how emotional it was, you know, to be able to come together and people from different aspects of the industry and different aspects of Chris's life as a musician and life just as a person and different friends were able to come and pay tribute. Um, maybe even by the time that this podcast comes out on the 20th, um, of June, we may have some more information as to, uh, who the lineups are comprised of, but I think it's going to be really, really special. And, I think it's going to be cathartic, certainly for all of the fans uh, to to get together and to share in this event. And I think it's also going to be cathartic for the musicians that will be involved and the band members that will be involved. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, um, you know, certainly, you know, if we can attend, obviously. And, and, and if not, I think just to be able to watch it. Into you know feel yeah. close feel close to Taylor and feel close to the music again um, through that live setting because like we've said time and time again that is where the foos and that's where Taylor they were at their best in a live setting with a shit ton of people out there watching yep. them and taking it in together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that um, I don't know what the tickets going to be like, how they're going to come out, and all yeah. all that shenanigans that could be on the resales and whatnot. So. If not, I hope that there is a, a streaming option because um, I would definitely love to sit in. Yeah. If not, if I couldn't make it there personally, because I just think that it's yeah, I just think that it's going to be a great two two nights. Um, you know, whichever one. Yeah, whichever one is uh, fits better, but um, yeah. they both would be awesome. Yeah. So really, yeah, really that's special. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm I'm so glad that they're they're doing it. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. So I agree. I totally agree. Yep, long live Taylor. That's great. Long live Taylor. So, we'll keep you updated. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more um as we, as we continue. Get more information, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that takes us to the main portion of today's podcast, the question and answers. So, let's dive into some questions. Chris, would you should. like to would you like to ask the first question or yeah, I would, I would love to. Um,
0: so we'll start off with something that has good practicality. And uh, we got a question, and it says, what are unexpected ways that you all find new music? Mine happens to be the YouTube comments of Marty Schwartz.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, a little That's Liquid Schwartz action coming on here.
1: That's awesome. Who have you found through the comment section of Liquid Schwartz? What name? name what's the best band that you've come across?
0: I honestly couldn't tell you because I personally don't look. Um, the commenter or the question asker uh, apparently t- just trawls through the the sections uh, to find song suggestions because typically. Oh, that's what
1: they—that's how they find. That's, I thought, that's how you find. No, it. that's what they do. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't I don't
0: watch I much shorts anymore. You don't watch Liquid shorts anymore. No, I haven't learned a new song guitar <laughs> from Marty in in, in several. Oh, man! Months, maybe I even thought that, I years. thought that you
1: were in the trenches of the YouTube. No, of, no, nope, of nope. I'm
0: in the I'm in the trenches, just not with Marty Schwartz. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's great. Yeah, not anymore. Those days of uh, those days are gone. But um, I think the key word, the the operative word in this question, is unexpected ways um, that you find music. I I don't think I have very many unexpected ways that I find music. I mean, I get um, obviously suggestions from friends. Um, just discover weekly shit on on spotify um just good old-fashioned elbow grease looking for it um also if i'm out and i hear a song i like that i don't know I'm, I'm not afraid to pull out the uh the old shazam and get that done but i i don't really know that i have any that are super off the beaten path i think i've i'm able to discover a lot of really good music solely because i'm connected with a lot of really good people that i'm lucky enough to call my friends that also know a lot of good music so i think
1: i mean it's not really unexpected i guess it's not yeah yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I, I do like um finding songs on like the T V when yeah. like you know, Suzanne as well. Like if you you know catch some good intro stuff, like you can mm-hmm. you, you can find some gems in there but Yeah, you totally can um or like the end of movie scenes. I, I like yeah. I really I really do like doing it for, for yeah. movies. Cause some cause movies have some, some great soundtracks.
0: They they score the movie really, really well.
1: Yeah, and it's just. A well, that's song, what, and a that's one song. of my favorite purposes for music too, is to kind of like music videos, obviously, but like right. at the end of a movie, like it's just connected to what's going on in that moment. So I love, I love, yeah. uh, video and audio together. So yeah. those... well, case in point, I remember, um
0: I think, it was very early on in our fandom, but uh, I think it was the movie Out of the Furnace, and release was. Uh, Release was a song towards the end. I know the uh, the Steve Prefontaine movie. I think I shall be released is a uh, is a closer for that one as well. So there's definitely some that stick out in my mind. Into Obviously, the wild, just the whole. Into the wild, the whole thing. Um, the Man and Me and Dead Flowers from the Great yeah. Big Lebowski. Which, by the way, that episode's coming. Not it's yet, coming. but it's on the way. It's coming. You just gotta it's wait. Coming. You just gotta be patient for it. it. I swear to God, it is. It's, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming around the mountain. Um.
1: Okay next question uh i think uh yeah we'll just do this one i was gonna do a two-prong question but someone asked how can they get more into grunge how <laughs> can you get more into grunge i guess it would you know it's it's kind of dictates uh dictated by what they're doing right now to be in the yeah, grunge. Exactly. Like, are they listening like, are they in the comments are they in the, yeah, the spot are they, are they commenting oh, yeah.
0: or are they just uh I don't waiting. know. You just spend more. You just got to spend more time listening to it. But it shouldn't be a chore. You shouldn't. You shouldn't make a decision like, "Wow,
1: I need to get more into this." If it, if it happens, it happens, and I think if it'll somebody, happen. If somebody who had no idea what grunge was, and you said, "Okay, you got to listen to this album," and then you'll mm-hmm. you'll know what are you giving them? So one album that I would have to choose to
0: get someone into it, I, I think I have to by default pick "Nevermind" by Nirvana, um, because the reason being, if you're a first timer and if you don't have any any background. I don't think you're gonna be ready for something from Mud Honey. Um I guess also maybe Facelift by Allison Chains would be one that mm-hmm. I would think of as well. Um, I think it would have to be between those two. Um
1: Yeah. Of course I think I think ten and Bad Motorfinger, obviously yeah. pick one album from each of them. Totally. If you have maybe the time. a little bit yeah, maybe a little bit lame, but that, you know those are all their some pretty pretty yeah. high octane albums. So yeah, I think that I it think, makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. In terms of getting more into it, um, just take a second and think about the things that you know that you already like, and then just get deeper down the rabbit hole in those bands mm. or those. I think what happened, what, what helped what me a lot.
1: Yeah. What helped me a lot to get into it was starting to read just a little bit about the band and then realize all yes. of a sudden, all of a sudden there's a bunch of dots that you can connect to the other bands. So once you understand that everybody was basically in a band together at some point and right. they did projects together, that really opened. That's like a very interesting fact about the genre that not a lot of genres have so the fact that you can go and you know cross-reference bands and people and their history and and see collaborations and you know see these super bands you know like temple of the dog and mad season and whatnot um that was some of the cooler parts of the of getting into the um the grunge scene that i really appreciated when i first started
0: yeah, I would agree with that. I think it, it helps endear you to the people into the bands into the to the scene and, and the era in such a way that you just kind of want to keep looking deeper. So yeah, it's that's a good question. And uh, hopefully we answered it adequately. This next question I don't think we're going to have any trouble answering adequately, but um, people wanna know what are our opinions on yacht rock? Oh
1: I'll say it, dude. I love it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. Good. I was just like, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I stand on that side of the line for sure. Yacht Rock is great. In
0: the same way that we have deemed for a while now that the Grunge Bible podcast is a collective soul safe zone. This is a Yacht Rock safe zone. And, and honestly, we have a zero tolerance policy for Yacht Rock slander. Um, I mean, England, Dan, John Ford Coley, uh, Seals and Croft. I mean, Mm. it doesn't, it doesn't really get any better than, than some of those acts, um Yeah, I love yacht rock. It's it's
1: the season for it too. You get a little summer breeze. Hell yes, yeah. yes. It's getting there. It's um, it usually comes off of like I, li- I like listening to the Eagles a lot in the summer, and they're mm-hmm. they can kind of sometimes sneak onto a playlist here and there. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of stuff that was kind of yacht 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 rocky. <laughs> <laughs> little
0: tongue twister right there, yacht rocky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yat- Racky. <laughs>
0: yeah. sound like I'm from yeah, Boston.
1: That's good. I, I definitely, I definitely agreed. I think that Yacht Rock is, should be played yeah. um, in the summer. There's really no, no reason not to. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. That's a good, that's a good one. I'm yeah. glad we brought I'm glad that we up. glad
0: we got, we cleared the air on that um, because I don't, I would feel very upset and uncomfortable with people assuming that we didn't like Yacht Rock. So I'm glad that we're able to get it out there that yes, we do. Uh, we enjoy it, and we seek it Yacht out.
1: Rock, Yacht rock. is pretty grunge at the end of the day.
0: Yacht rock's grunge is shit. Yeah. It really is. I mean, those guys, those guys weren't really cutting their hair that much. I don't they know that they like, were bathing very much either.
1: Yeah, they were the flannels of the you know of the sea. Of,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, basically those those oversized lapels on the suit jackets from the seventies. That was basically like the seventies version of flannel in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the bell bottoms, the 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 wingtip shoes. I mean, that's it's really all you need. That's good. That That's is really good. good. All right, what else we got here? I have a good one. Let's hear it. Yeah, so um this is a good question and and I think um I've thought about this myself too, but um we got the question, does it affect your mood when talking and studying deep facts and or lyrics for the podcast? So I guess in other words doing the research and, and and spending time with certain music for the podcast and i would i would even expand that to the page to does that affect your mood sometimes you know if you sit down to to do like a jar of flies or something like that and and i think i mean for me the answer say, is absolutely
1: yeah i would say absolutely yes um like the other day or last month i, I watched the the Shannon Hoon doc of mm-hmm. all the footage and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I said a few times I was trying to like think and write and I had to sit back and just, just kind of watch and just kind of take it in and stuff. So I think absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I I would say it happens. It
0: happens pretty frequently. I think because yeah. a, a lot of times, not necessarily just the podcast, but I think even on the page, I mean, we're posting four or five, six, eight times a day or whatever. And a lot of times you go to seek out something to post and whatever you decide to post, you end up listening to it or you go down a little bit of a rabbit hole at the time. And some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff is pretty sad. Um, especially, I mean, I feel like we can't go, we can't go three weeks without it being the anniversary of someone's death or the the birthday of someone who's passed away. And and, and I think that, 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 that tends to have an effect. Um, so yeah, it absolutely affects our mood. I, I don't think it doesn't affect my mood in a way that I can't handle or in a way that it's going to take away from my ability to do other things or whatever. But I mean, certainly it gets you thinking and it gets you feeling different things as, as all good art does.
1: Absolutely. It's like when you're given a, uh, a topic in high school and college that you had to do research on and, mm-hmm. and you, you waited to the last minute to do it and then you start cramming, but then all of a sudden you start reading about it and you're like, wow, this is actually, you know, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you get really into it and you didn't, you almost didn't expect to. Yeah. That and your, in- to me your interest level, your interest timeline
0: continues even beyond you, the time you've done that assignment. And I know that happens for us. Like we'll do an album episode and that album's presence in our lives will linger a, a hell of a lot longer than, uh, just the time it takes to research and and cut the episode and put it out and post
1: about it. Yeah. 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 Good question. Good question. It's a good one. Oh yeah. I wanted to ask you this. Well, I'm assuming this is, well, are you down for a let go coaching swap? I'm assuming this is Bruins talk. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Blash to... Hill or Cassidy for <laughs> Cassidy?
0: <laughs> so, so I got a lot of questions about this because when we posted this QA, I used a, uh, a photograph of a Boston Bruins fan looking very, very downtrodden, drinking from a flask, presumably at a game. Um, and the reason, reason for that being is the Bruins, um, fired their coach, Bruce Cassidy. And I, I love hockey, I love the NHL. I'm really upset about it. Uh, I love Butch, I think he's great. Um, they floor, did him Chris. dirty. They Dang, did him you're... dirty, and I'm
1: sad, and I'm mad. Dang. So, I guess to answer the question, uh Hill for Cassidy is that good? Are down for I will, a let I go not, I, would, I would
0: not want to swap. Um, I mean, if it were up to me, uh, Bruce Cassidy would still be the coach of the Boston Bruins. Um, they did him unbelievably dirty. And Ethan, think of it this way: somebody. You have you have your annual review at the end of the year and your boss is like, Hey, you're gonna you're gonna still be around next year. We're planning for it. And then three weeks go by and your boss is like, Hey, can I come over to your house? I have to talk to you. And then he fires you at your he, own home.
1: He pisses on your rug. He that's pisses he
0: on, your rug. He's he on your rug. He on your fucking rug. He peed on his fucking rug. And that's basically what happened in no uncertain terms. So I'm I'm very upset. Um I think dark days are ahead for the Bruins. Um and I'm kind of upset about that, certainly. And um, no, I, 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 I wish Bruce Cassidy was still coaching the Bruins, and I will stand by that. We, we love ourselves uh, some Butch Cassidy around these parts.
1: Good. Well, I'm glad we got that squared away
0: because yeah, it's, it's been on my mind a lot actually. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we could we could discuss that. Here's a really good question. You ready yeah. for this one? If you could join any band, what would it be?
1: Which band? Yeah, I, I think I saw a question that we could kind of combine these two. It says, yeah, Which band do you think you'd me. fit in with best, both musically and personally? Mm-hmm. So it's a two pronged question, I guess. So, what band would want to join? I, are we going to limit ourselves to the, the grunge era? I mean, no, yeah. I don't think we have to. We'll do both. We'll do both. Yeah, we'll do both. I, with the fit in musically, and I think that I'd fit in best with Alice and Chains. Okay. I think yeah. I don't know if I. I think kind of because I have red hair. Kind of, Lane had True. kind of red hair, so, and they kind of have that like rusty, uh, you know, their album covers to kid that rusty and muddy type of, I don't know, you know, tint to their you know sound that I kind of feel like I I, I could I could handle. Um, I don't know I don't, I don't know if I'm maybe punk enough to or punk pop enough for Nirvana to really be there like i feel like Alison Chains is a little bit more laid back in some of the ways and mm-hmm. um but i don't know about pearl jam i don't know if, if me and eddie would i mean, we definitely could work together but i don't know
0: <laughs> maybe you i <know. laughs> think there'd be some, some some creative issues there
1: maybe not creative issues i just don't know i don't know if i could be i don't know if i could yeah i, I don't know i don't know if it would work as well if, it, if i was with jerry like I, I would do whatever jerry says you know yeah. i would you love to be jerry's but I, I think Allison chains would be me Okay. And of course, you know, the Soundgarden, I think I would just want to be. It'd be really fucking cool to be a part of Soundgarden. That'd but r- I think I'd rather just be a part of Allison Chains and watch Soundgarden from, you
0: know, okay. watch them do their thing. Yeah. What about you, Chris? No. Um, it's definitely between Soundgarden and Pearl Jam for me for the sole reason that as a guitarist, um, those bands already have. Uh, a couple of different guitarists, so then that would mean my workload would not be tremendously high. Um, So I wouldn't have to do a lot, nor would I really be relied on that much to contribute to the sound, um, because Lord knows I would not really be able to do that. Um, So I I think it, it would be a coin flip toss, but probably just because of my track record, I think I would have to select Pearl Jam um, certainly, Pearl Jam now because Eddie plays guitar a lot, so you have Eddie Sto- Eddie and Stone trading off for the rhythm parts, oftentimes playing you know simultaneously, and then Mike taking lead. There, there would be fuck off for me to do, which would be great, so I could just kind of hang out and walk around the stage and pretend like I was a rock star. So I think I would fit in well uh, for those purposes there.
1: That's perfect. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. Um,
0: <clears throat> just the least responsibility that I could be saddled with. Uh, the better it will be for every single party involved.
1: The next question is definitely, what is your favorite grunge Bible verse? And when we first, the way I take this is a single lyric or line, not yes, necessarily like a that's, verse. That's what I take it as too. Because in the beginning, like I said, what I, what I would have loved, it would have been really difficult, but it would have been so cool to be like Eddie Vedder, you know, you know, f- fifth album verse. Second song, verse yeah. seven or whatever. I mean, Better
0: seven, verse three.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if I had known then what I know now. Yeah, that, that's and that's the one I'm gonna go with. I think that is. Mm-hmm. I think that's my grunge Bible verse. Uh, yeah, if I had known I think then, that one, yeah, what I know that one. now. <laughs>
0: I think we've that's what to I would that's consensus what my, on that one. I don't this, know if there's another one.
1: This because, is what I would convince. This is what I would teach my kids um, when they're young. Like we'd revert, we'd recite Bible verses. Yep. If I had known then what I know now, Eddie Vedder, No Code, nineteen ninety six. It answers
0: everything. Like it, that that line is applicable to damn near everything that could ever happen in your life. <laughs> um, there's a reason I think why we've honed in on it for so long. There's also a reason why it was my bio on my personal Instagram page for like five or six years. Um, that is, I don't even know if there's any that even come Particularly close to that in my mind. Um, if I was feeling vindictive, maybe I would. I would cycle over to. I would rather starve than eat <laughs> your bread. Yes. But that's that's just too much angst to be carrying around as your favorite. I mean, you you gotta you gotta live and let live a little bit every now and then. So and right. and you think about that, it, it would be a shift because you know you would rather starve than eat someone's bread. But then after a while, if you, if you had known then <laughs> what you what? knew eventually, maybe you wouldn't have felt that way. It's all about. It's just all about learning, and if things I are different then, now. I now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> there's another is one. All different. Yep. Exactly. It's hard to imagine. That's another it's good hard point. to imagine it's because I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know any other way to say it. It's it's just hard to imagine.
1: Yeah, I know what you guys are all probably thinking. I can't believe that you guys didn't say into the flood again again. um but that's more of a mantra and that was another question like what's the mantra and obviously it's going to be into the flood again. same old trip it was back then and that is a good a bible verse i think another one um your hands are bruised uh from breaking rocks all day totally but yeah yeah, we're sticking with red um,
0: mosquito for this one it's got to be it's got to be red mosquito um here's a good question um that uh is, is not particularly grunge related, but I think it's all important. But what are the best and worst toppings to put onto a pizza?
1: Best topping is pepperoni. I don't care, yeah, what, people yeah, I don't care way, what people this, say. Yeah, I don't care what people say. And by the way,
0: this this question comes from uh, our very very vocal and committed follower and friend Anthony De La Cruz. Um, thank you so much for your uh, your continued support. But yeah, you you really can't go wrong with pepperoni pepperoni no. and some good cheese, like a good old a good old New York New York style right. slice. I was
1: gonna say now we're coming from the East Coast, so we right. New York Philadelphia pizza like yeah. we like we like it. That's thin. a thin. Yeah, that's a pizza. We foldable. like it thin. We like it greasy. It's and the pepperoni long. the pep- yeah, the pepperoni brings the grease to the party, which is important. Yeah. I know Chicago's probably saying sausage. Sausage is a really good topping, yeah. but pepperoni does have that grease aspect to it right. when it cooks. Yeah. Oh man, you and, can't and, beat it. And normally it goes um, on every it has to be on every combination. Like uh pizza if you want to do like some peppers and some stuff, like there's gotta be pepperoni. Yeah. Pepperoni. I would
0: agree. Yep. I, I I love uh pepperoni, maybe some olives in there as well, some mushrooms. I think that would be, supreme. that would be, that would be very, very good. But you know, in, in, um, kind of opposite of, of how I normally carry myself. I'm not, I don't think I can pick a side on New York versus Chicago pizza. Um, I, I like them both. I don't often get Chicago style pizza because I, I don't live in the Midwest anymore, but it's, it's good. I mean, I don't know necessarily if it's, it's not what I think of when I think of pizza. I mean, pizza no. pizza's New York, I'll New say York this. style
1: pizza. I'll say this about Chicago versus Chicago versus New York pizza. You know, I, when I buy a pizza and I know you, I know, depending on where you are, the pizzas are big and like, there's something about when you go to buy Chicago pizza and the bill comes back at like $35 and you're like, what the hell did I single pie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like you you're buying like i mean they they treat it like a full course meal you know i'm not yeah. saying that new york pizza is always that much cheaper because it's still but expensive pizza by in new the york. slice
0: late at night you yes. really can't beat that and you yes, can't do that with can, chicago style you
1: can't do that with chicago style deep dish, style. There's no deep dish it's
0: a, by the slice
1: and you buy a deep dish and it's going to be like 25 bucks right. no problem for a smaller pizza it's bigger it's got more you know it's got more it's girthier, to it i guess it's thicker it's a yeah, thick boy it's a rare you girth, have the thick but, boy and
0: you have the long boy yeah
1: exactly and i'm I think I like the I think it's just better. Yeah. But I will I would, say, I, I will also, also say this though. Well, they both they both do well reheated. I was gonna say I like um I like Chicago style reheated. That's done pretty well. But that's really good. This is important. How do you eat your pizza the second day? Oh
0: <laughs> this is this is really, really important. Do you, um,
1: the, obviously the options I are I don't cold like to pizza. heat it up. I don't like to heat it up. So you're a cold pizza guy no matter what.
0: I do, not no matter what, but most of the time I, 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 I would I would eat cold pizza. Sometimes mm. if the night gets away from you and you accidentally leave it on the counter, room temperature is fine too. But um, I do like cold pizza. I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to put the oven on and, and put it on the grates for a little bit to warm it up. I'm certainly not going to microwave it. I think the microwave would be abysmal for that.
1: But, microwave is an atrocity and, yeah. and never,
0: never comes out well. Exactly. You, there's just a lot of things that you just can't microwave. I think pizza is one of them. It just gets way too soggy if anything yeah. you got to put it on the oven maybe under yeah, the broiler for a second and,
1: yeah I can't microwave forks no yeah. good what about you what do you think i'm a big uh, i like throwing on the oven maybe broil okay. i'll throw on the broil and yeah uh, you know d- something about double cooking something like that um mm-hmm. it like double crisps the the uh cheese a little bit and yeah uh, yeah I, I i like melted cheese so i don't totally. know cold pizza i you Know if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pinch, I'll do it, but right. I kind of moved yeah, away. It. I used to do it a lot, but I moved away from it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, also, like poor pizza is not good cold, I feel. Yeah, uh, you know, all right, hot take though, what you need to do. So, when you buy a, when you buy a box of pizza, if you eat it, if you think you're gonna eat leftovers within the next 12 hours, don't even put it in the fridge. Don't even, yeah, I would agree. Because Luke, uh, <laughs> room temperature pizzas. It's really than- good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's gas. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fucking the gr- awesome. The grease kind of, kind of, you know, coagulates and makes it. look... <laughs> <Yep. laughs> little- it, ju-
0: it just forms a little bit better. So yeah. it's 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 cleaner. It's a lot cleaner than when that thing's ripping hot. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I would totally agree with that. So there's your there's some good takes on pizza yeah, for everybody good pizza out there. Talk. Um
0: here's another good um good conversation once again coming from a friend of ours. This is coming from our top level patron, the blue owl. And the blue owl wants to know, is riding a bike grunge? And additionally, what is the most grunge transportation method? So let's let's start first with riding a bike. Is that grunge, Ethan? Bicycle
1: or are we talking like, you know, motorcycle?
0: Um, it wasn't specified, so I I presume bicycle.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it grunge? Yeah, I mean you're not using I think, I you know think you're grunge. not yeah, you're not using gas, you're not using the normal way of transportation that many people. You don't people, need a license for it. You don't yeah, yeah. Maybe you lost the license, so you have to use a bike. Um obviously motorcycle is very grunge. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say I'd say biking is grunge. Yeah, I think biking's is: But not in grunge. a speed
0: not in a speed suit. No. 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 No, not s- not like road biking or or, or competition biking for <laughs> yeah. for sport. I'm talking it's not about. Safe, hopping not No, probably
1: not with a helmet either. Right. No. Yeah. Do do we? Do <laughs> I don't want to condone. I mean, I don't want to condone <laughs> That's anything. That's the thing. I can't. I, like, <laughs> I don't want to condone. You have
0: to wear a helmet. But if you're if you were if you were to ask me if it's grungy or if you don't wear a helmet, um, yeah. I think we all know what the answer to that is without saying that. But you have to wear a helmet. So yeah. I want to see everybody out there it's the biking law, so. in their
1: flannels and helmets. In, you know, with Judas Priest in mind, breaking the law, breaking the law. That's what right. we're thinking about. So, absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so what yeah. is the most grunge way of transportation? That's that's tough. I think I'm going with the T. I think tea. I'm going, okay. I'm I'm going with yeah, tea, I, like I think I'm going the T, the train. I I like that. I think the subway is is pretty grunge. There's that's a lot, pretty, there's a lot of music that right. happens in the grunge way or yep. <laughs> in the grunge way. <laughs> the grunge there's, way. A lot, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of music that happens in the subway. Yep. You get a lot of, uh, grungy people down there i mean it's your yeah, underground it could be a, lot
0: of, a lot a lot of filth down there a lot of grime a lot of dust a lot of dirt a lot not of the,
1: rats <laughs> a lot of ra- not the sky train are not, not talking no. the G- they're not talking the jetsons no, here i'm no, talking no, no rail, underneath-
0: no tram none of that none of that garbage i'm, I'm talking subterranean transportation
1: <laughs> under there in the dark yeah
0: that's what you need that's the same thing like i, I could be convinced in a pinch um like a, a city bus going through a tunnel that's yep. that's pretty grunge um at night i think yeah, it city, city bus transportation. at night yeah city, city bus, bus at night. night that's good yeah certainly not it, it's not a plane um it's not a car um it's not a pickup truck either it's i think it's public transportation which by the way grunge bible uh we love public transportation it's very important and mm-hmm. uh it's it's the grungiest method of transportation
1: yep second is probably like walking yeah yeah. That's pretty grungy. What,
0: what about running? <laughs> just running from, <laughs> from destination to destination. I mean, Is that if you, grungy?
1: yeah, if you're, what if? I mean, especially if you're carrying something. If you're just running with nothing, but if you got to yeah. carry, if you're like, if you got a backpack and you got something in your hands, yeah, that's pretty grungy. Yeah, I
0: a would guitar. Agree with that. Maybe you have
1: a guitar in your hand. You're running with a guitar. That would be that would be very very grungy. I like that a lot. <sighs> All right question it says fugazi question mark fugazi yes.
0: fugazi absolutely i was i was reading up earlier today believe it or not just about all of the legendary shows that they would do in the late 80s and early 90s they had a uh, the, uh, the 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 famed run of just five dollar all-comer shows and sometimes you know they didn't even charge money you just go and they would just blow your face off with their with their power that's another band that speaking of the uh the conversation that we had in episode 64 um that's a band that i i want to spend some more time around um but similarly i don't know if i have what it takes to get into it just like i don't know if i have what it takes to get into underground punk music um
1: i think i think we could swing fugazi though i really hundred percent i mean they have a song that like is kind of your anthem yeah I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired.
0: I do everything I, right and yet I'm so tired all of the time.
1: Yeah. That song is really good. Um I think I, you've actually inspired me. I'm 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 prepared to do a, a deep dive into some Fugazi. A little bit yeah. more than waiting room and I'm so tired and whatnot like. that comes up i like that um yep. there's
0: another question right here that um ethan while i would welcome your answer i think everybody's asking it for my answer um and the question <laughs> is couldn't you say one truly positive thing about guns and roses and the
1: answer is i did just see no, that
0: i couldn't and i won't
1: yeah and I'd i'm just say, not yeah. gonna could you just so says could you not say a positive thing so i think the answer is Yes, I could not say a positive thing about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I cannot. Say, so the answer is yes. There's the nothing. Answer is yes. The only the thing, I yes. think we've talked about it. the only thing I can think of is is Slash on Guitar Hero 2. He's smoking on. He's smoking away yeah. in the hat. He's got yeah. the hat. That was my
0: first indoctrination, basically, into cigarettes plus hat plus rock and roll equals plus fire riffs is <laughs> equals fire emoji, um, and that's just uh, that's just the way that goes. But yeah, I really. I really, I really couldn't say anything positive about them. Um,
1: another question a, that
0: we have here, um, we can get into. Um, do you have, do you have a favorite pop song of all time?
1: Hmm. Favorite pop song of all time. I'm not well read enough on. pop I was going to say, I feel like I'm going to misspeak and say something that is. Is Michael Jackson pop? Yeah,
0: I would yeah, say he's, so. He's
1: pretty poppy. I, think, I hey, was listening hey, to him the other day. He's mm-hmm. got some really good stuff. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm, it's hard. I'm, yeah, I'm shooting blanks. I can't really think of anything.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an impossibility for me to answer if it's talking about all time. But lately, um, I've been listening to Harry Styles' new album a lot, and I really like it. I think it's really, really good. Uh, it came out a little bit ago, and uh, that's oh. certainly what the what people would consider to be pop music, and and I like it.
1: Nice. Yeah, I mean, he's got that one song that as it was or whatever that is really big yeah. right now. Yeah. I will. I will bring up. Um, that was about three weeks ago. Actually, maybe four weeks ago, when we recorded. I believe the post grunge episode. We talked about the MGK's new album. Mm-hmm. And I Still threw it on. Got around to it. I, I did. I put it on the other day.
0: What do you like, think? It is depressing as fuck. <laughs> depressing as fuck because it's it's not good, or depressing as fuck because it's
1: sad. It's yeah. It's lyric. Like he's emo rock, and I didn't realize like it's pretty like pretty explicitly like you know talk about depression and and drugs in, in a weird oh, way no that way. oh yeah and i always wonder when people get really like uh, well he's a good example like i don't know what his, his audience is because he definitely appeals to like young teenagers and yeah. then when i hear his lyrics and stuff i'm always like you know it's kind of like euphoria like is that really, like the kids are watching it but it like it shouldn't be for teenagers and stuff to listen to <laughs> it's not or, for them. Or, or to watch yeah like it's yeah. just such a weird thing for sometimes so i don't know i mean like yeah he has some good musical parts but it's kind of it's kind of shallow and definitely uh a little bit it's pretty ex- it's, i don't know man threw me off it actually it was a little bit it was a little bit over over what i was expecting um, okay so anyway that's the might official. be worth a look on my yeah it's okay yeah oh don't kids don't go out and listen to it you probably already have so Two do?
0: things that you learn on the Grunge Bible podcast: Don't go out and listen to MGK, and wear a helmet when you ride your bike. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, did you see Kafaro's question?
0: Yes, Chris Kafaro asked us a, a flurry of questions. Actually, um, he did. He did. But the he main, asked, one,
1: the yes. main one. The main one. I I see what he's doing here. Um, the question is, I don't understand. I don't really understand the other two, the who and the why. But the question is. Is Pearl Jam overrated? <laughs> this is interesting. I wonder where this stems from for, him, for I think, him.
0: I think I I think. this stems from the fact that when we first spoke with him, we had the first conversation, we talked about how we had just seen Pearl Jam the night before and how they were so great. And then he was like, Pearl Jam sucked ever since 1992. They haven't everything released anything good was from terrible. 10. Yeah. yeah, everything after 10 sucked. And, and since then, he's been remarkably consistent uh, about you know, kind of razzing us because we like Pearl Jam post, uh, 30 years ago. And, um, are they overrated? I guess it depends on how you rate them.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's one of those things where I wish that it's, it's really hard for somebody that didn't grow up when it was going on to really right. see like how they progressed. Like I, yeah. that's why like, I, I kind of, when he talks about it and says these things, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I guess he knows better in well, a that's way. That's the so.
0: thing because I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, his age and maybe people that are in their 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 50s in general who grew up with a band that think they're super overrated at this point. I and, guess uh, I don't have that perspective, so I can't. I guess answer the simple, it, I guess
1: the simple, you know, definition of overrated is like, are they, you know, they are wildly successful and massive. Right. So are they bigger than they should be? Like, if you compare other bands that are maybe like the same, like, I guess you know uh it's different as i was to say Allison Chains you know like they're not as big as Pearl Jam but who's right who's, who's to are? Say. but i mean yeah. that maybe because lane passed so exactly right
0: so one more question here before we wrap up the Q&A and uh this is a uh kind of a postscript to that question but we got we got an inquiry is silverchair underrated oh that's good uh i i
1: think they're underrated i'm going to say it yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that DJ is an awesome songwriter, and he's pretty think produced people some write really them off
0: because of 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 their age, and people write them off because DJ had long blonde hair at the time, and uh, people didn't like that very much because they were like, oh, he's Kurt Cobain, he's trying to be Kurt. Definitely uh, a stake. Further ma.
1: from the truth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're probably underrated. They're probably underrated. In my I mean, I probably underrate them myself. So I need to I need to go back and re-rate them. I think. <laughs> We need to, we need to dive in. So, uh, thank you to everyone who, who
0: submitted a question, uh, and apologies to the individuals who, uh, submitted a question that we did not answer. Uh, my one, uh, my one note for that would be to ask better questions and <laughs> maybe we'll answer them next time. Uh, so you'll have to wait for another another seven or eight weeks to go by. But Ethan, before we get into our final thank yous and song of the week, there is a very, very important topic that we do need to discuss because this uh, this episode is coming out on Monday, June 20th. And on Tuesday, June 21st, do you know what's happening?
1: I do, and I hope the people know that. Yeah, we're gonna,
0: if they don't, we're gonna tell them right if now. If they don't
1: know, so if they don't know, then they haven't been listening to the podcast. They haven't been listening to, you know, just they haven't paying attention to the concert radar. Yeah. And it's time. Jerry Cantrell he's, is he's back. back. He's back he in ready, Europe,
0: ready and waiting. And on the twenty first, he steps in and he gets ready to rock Switzerland. I don't even the whole the whole country. He's gonna rock it. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be great. He's got dates in Switzerland, France, Germany, Poland, Czech Republic, Germany again, the Netherlands. I mean, he's gonna be he's outside this summer,
1: dude. He's outside. Outside. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking about buying a ticket and heading over there. um, I mean, what do we have to lose? Yeah, I mean, nothing. Maybe maybe some money. That's about it. A
0: few thousand dollars that we maybe don't have, but it's worth it. Probably worth it yeah
1: i'm excited Uh, he's he's totally gonna rock he's totally gonna rock switzerland tomorrow rested now too he is he's and he's he's excited to get
0: back out there he i can tell um (laughs) i can tell tell. you know he wrote me a letter talking about how he's he's so excited to get back out there and rock europe and uh he's gonna do exactly that so i'm i'm very very excited about that and uh, i hope you all are too and time's running out to see jerry on the brighton tour so go see jerry if you missed go out in the Jerry, U.S., You go gotta see him. Take out a bridge loan and, and head over across the pond and see him.
1: Awesome. Very okay. Awesome. Final yeah. segment of the show. Moving in, we have Song of the Week. A uh, quick shout out to our producer, Drew McFadden. This wouldn't be possible without him. Or as we like to say, fuck you, Drew. Fuck um, you, Drew. A lot of a lot of f words in this in this uh, episode. It seems like we've been cursing a little bit more. We've we've been cursing a little bit. We're getting into the next. Yeah, sorry, with, uh, sorry, if you words. guys. Are, yeah. <laughs> just
0: give a yeah, little. Sorry little, about that, but we yeah. did a good thing. We told we're people fired to wear up. their helmets. So, yeah, yeah, we're fired to give up. And take.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just can't. I mean, Drew, Drew understands. Um, it's our way of saying thank you to him because he exactly. is awesome. Um, Chris, what have you been listening to recently? What's really lighting your world on fire? And what do you want the people to go out and listen to? Yeah. Um,
0: I don't really know that anything's been lighting my world on fire lately in terms of music. There's been a couple of different things that, um, uh, I've been listening to from different points. Um, I will say, uh, summertime is for all intents and purposes here. I spent a lot of time outside this past weekend, uh, kind of hanging out outside, nice little, nice little drink situation. And, um, Yeah, this is, uh, it's one of the, the song, one of the songs that played over the weekend when I was outside at the bar. Um, it makes my cup for song of the week and it's going to be from the velvet underground and it's going to be pale blue eyes. Um, I'll tell you, I was, I was sitting outside with a good friend of mine, like three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, um, drinking a Jameson and ginger and, um, this song was on and it was, it was great. Um, it was really, really important. And, um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. It's just a nice, uh, nice, easy vibe for a for a nice slow summer day. Cause I think a slow uh, Sunday, yeah, yeah. We we all need one of those every now and then, and just kind of awesome. just ride it out and extend it into the into the Monday flood. But yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go with the with uh, Velvet Underground, Pale Blue Eyes for song of the week. Um, I had I had another song written down uh, on my notepad here on the show notes, but I decided to switch it. Um as I was beginning to explain. So that's what we have. But yeah, n- nothing, nothing's really jumping out to me. Um, I know I say sometimes that there's some weeks where I, r- I know and, and I'm excited. And I'm excited about this too, but it, it didn't really jump out at me. But what, what about you? Do you feel any more, um, uh, any, any more uh,
1: resolution to this? Um, my song that came to me as I was driving back this morning from doing some errands, one of my, I actually really enjoyed the song. Do, oh, you, yeah. do you think you know what it is?
0: I think I know. Is this the one
1: that There's, you texted? You texted drew and I, uh, or, I, I, it came on right after that. I, I love okay. that song. Yep. For some reason that song I'm, I'm we're going to play that at our show when we uh, have a show together. Nice. Um, a little foreshadowing, but no, my song. The next song, I was, i would have went with that one, but then I heard Tyler by the Toadies came on. Oh, that's such a good song. <laughs> so good. That's it's such so a good, good. song. It, it like has such a great ending to it. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I love one of the lyrics. One of the on the second verse, it says, "I find a window in the kitchen. And I let myself in, rummage through the refrigerator, find myself a beer, and." <laughs> it's just such a it's such a killer song, dude. I love the Toadies, man. I yeah. feel like and that, that guy song in the is album is creepy sometimes. as
0: fuck too. That yeah. song is so creepy. It's about someone breaking into a house. Yeah. Um, no good. And but being, I guess yeah, he's like
1: very, yeah, very like uh, she's very, lying very in the bed. not
0: respectful of somebody. <laughs> but yeah, the end of the end of the song when um when the uh, the, the lead singer, uh, yeah. I think Vaden Todd Lewis, if I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's just belting it out like I will be with her tonight. He's just letting it letting it rip. It's um, good. That's a, that's a really good song. That was one of the uh, that was one of the first songs that I heard from them. I remember.
1: Oh, makes sense. Um,
0: obviously, aside from the Mighty Possum <laughs> Kingdom, um, but hell yes, that's such a good song. Funnily enough, they do a really good cover of "Heart of Glass" by Blondie. They did it, they did like a, a re-recording acoustic album of some of their older hits, and that one somehow made it on there. It's really really good um so i recommend you check that one out and um I'll have just to check for the record yeah. these the song in question that i thought you were going to pick it was uh local h is bound for the floor but uh i mean that's always that's always that's never so far good. from
1: the mind dude that's such a it's such a good song yeah, that's one of mm-hmm. the that was that's one of the songs that uh we used to jam drew brought to the band and it was like we need to play this song and it's like yeah. just awesome Awesome, awesome song. That gets me in a good mood every time it pops in my ear and yeah. I'm listening. So that's a easy play for a weekend. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. All right. I think that wraps her up. I think that, I think that finishes it, it up for all us for sinners. For all us sinners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. Dropping another Lebowski Easter egg. I promise you once again, it's on the way. It's coming.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really good. So uh, thank you, everybody, for making it to the end of this podcast. Uh, we really do appreciate... The listens and the attentiveness that you guys offer, Um, any opinions or, you know, requests and reviews are always welcome. So you can find that on the different platforms or if you want to shoot us a DM or email us, whatever you want to do. But thank you again. Um, We have fun doing this, so I think we'll keep doing it.
0: I think we will. So I echo everything that you said. Uh, Thanks, everyone out there for listening. And uh, we will be back with you next week for episode number
1: 66. All right, guys. Rock and roll. Have an awesome week. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Don't forget your helmet.
0: Are you ready? Yep. Fuck, Drew's texting. I, God damn
1: it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Drew. Oh my goodness. Stop texting me. <laughs> he's I trying think... to make he's trying to you're trying to make a point that he got it to us before the weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get it, dude. Uh, it takes you ten minutes to edit these, doesn't um... it? <laughs> Time before downloading and sending it back to us is like 15 minutes. Yeah. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure am.
0: You know, I would... (laughs)